Our evening began in Peter Seychelles' comfortable study in his New York townhouse, where the candlelight was just right, the hi-fi was in the background, and the wine was delicious. does go well with the chicken. Delicious again, Peter. From the city of destiny, 
Tacoma, Washington. This is Radio Crystal Blue Reminisces. I'm Dan Herman, your host, giving you music I spun on my main program, Radio Crystal Blue, going back in the early 2000s, up until most recent times, usually until about the year 2013. This whole period of time, I have aired music from artists that haven't been heard in a, uh, well, many moon, and catch up with some of them when we find out what they've been doing all these years later. Every show is available to you as a download, stream, and also to share in full on a number of different podcast platforms. And in brief, here are those platforms, and thank you in advance for listening. Podomatic, Mixcloud, Stitcher, Anchor, Apple, iTunes, Overcast, Pocket Casts, CastBox, Breaker Audio, Spotify, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, and the Internet Archive. You can also ask Siri to play Radio Crystal Blue. This is the third show I've done, as we'll profile one artist that I had featured some years ago, and also dig into a show that I had recorded for this show. We're going to go back to 2005 and get into some music from a specific segment of one of those shows, and also dig deeper before the year 2003 into some of the music that made it to my program, even before the time I had really expanded the breadth of the show, and I'm really happy with uh, what's here, and I hope you are too. My email address is dan at radiocrystalblue.net. I am on Twitter at Radio C-B-L-U-E. It is a real joy to give you this music, that's for sure. And I'm doing this program as a third show, which is um, now going to be heard, or well, at least published, three times a month, a new show released to the RSS feed approximately every 10 days, just like Radio Crystal Blue and RCB Novus Ordo. RCB uh, itself is a freeform-based podcast, while RCB Novus Ordo focuses on brand new releases. This one, I play the Joe Franklin role and go back in time to the indie artists and established artists that I gave play to many moons ago. We begin this particular edition with a songwriter-based after all these years, still in New York State and city of Ithaca, close to the Canadian border. Originally from Connecticut, she um, just wowed me with this uh, album she released called Sycamore Twist back in 2003, and I immediately declared it was going to be the album of the year, or at least up there in terms of my uh, uh, favorite albums. And I didn't have my chart system back then, but I knew she was going to rank pretty high. And I meant it, and I still mean it's a great album for 2003, and in fact, um, I don't know where I read the quote, but you know how the idea of albums can't really be overly romanticized. Albums should be living, breathing things, just like, well, DVDs and such, that the albums take on more than just some space on your bookshelf or crates or anything. They really should be uh, valued uh, right down to the very last note or all the in-between stuff. Like, I think of this uh, album of Patty's, that the last thing you hear on the last track is the phone ringing. And there's something nice and poetic about it, that it's interrupt or, or whatever it does but in a way it kind of puts a nice finishing tone to the uh, to the album and it begins so beautifully with, with a nice uh, gentle full power ballad as it were and all through this 
She has a great delivery about her and some good chops with the, this man behind her. And I'll tell you more about her and all these artists that were part of a segment I had aired again from sometime in 2005. This is Patty Witten from the Sycamore Twist album. This is called I Think About You. Kicking this segment off here on Radio Crystal Blue Reminiscence. <laughs>
chance I took the pill Climbing for that subtle thrill I reached out for the higher voice Hoping to be relieved of choice Tell me something I don't know
Kessler, Free Fall, lead off track from an album she sent me called Green Room. Website is MarianneKessler.com. M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-K-E-S-L-E-R. Same spelling on Twitter. She is a touring singer-songwriter currently residing in the city of Dayton, Ohio, and is a native of Columbus. She won paid tuition for a songwriting intensive and recording project in Nashville, and that helped launch her uh, touring career. Many have compared her music to artists like Judy Collins, Carol King, Amy Mann, and Cheryl Crow. Many say that her laid-back, introspective style is a perfect soundtrack for the thoughtful listener. She's been living out her dreams, performing across the country in coffee houses to concert venues, house concerts, and also to international tours. She had released an album in 2007 called Pear in the Pink Thing, which became her sixth release, with ten original songs and acoustic renderings of two Neil Young songs. Since then, she has released numerous singles. Her song What Do I Know was recorded by Americana artist Brent Christopher of Big Kettle Drum, and she has co-written over 30 songs with neo-soul pop folk artist Leah Thompson. Several of her songs have recently been licensed for use in a variety of media projects. She's currently working with a new co-writer, Kate Stanton, in a duo named Every Lovely Thing. In 2010, she debuted her latest venture, a book trilogy of reverse poetry and prose and photography. She's inspired by everyday one-word objects and concepts, which serve as a springboard for her creative music. She finished working on the third book of the Say Something series in 2013. And the books are available on Blurb.com and Apple Books. She has licensed several of her songs, and she's received an ASCAP Popper Award 14 different years. Nice to hear from Marianne, who rarely gets airplay these days, but uh, is still on the radar after all this time. We heard from Adrienne, a tune called Free, from the album 10,000 Stones. I'll tell you about her, I had first seen her when she backed up uh, an artist... I saw a play at the living room in uh, New York City, and I, I want to say, yeah, I think, oh, God, I, got, I get my songwriters confused. I want to say it was one member of the Rescues, a bit of a supergroup, kind of a folk group. What was her name? This is when I have to test my own memory banks. <laughs> I think it was, um, so I can picture her face. Oh, Kyler. Kyler England is her name. And Adrian backed her up on a couple of songs, and I approached her after the show and uh, talked for a little bit, and she was kind to get me uh, the album she had released at that time. But let me tell you more about her. She was born and raised in Miami, where she was a chorister, and she taught herself piano and guitar, taking up the latter at age 17. She um, discovered the Indigo Girls in high school for the first time, and she knew that's what she wanted to do, was perform. She went on to obtain a degree in music production and engineering from Boston's Berklee College of Music before moving to Los Angeles. She signed a publishing deal at the Mosaic Media Group and now published by the Penn Music Group. The ASCAP database lists her as the author or co-author of more than a hundred songs. She has collaborated with the likes of David Bateau, Jeff Trott, John Lind, Jules Larson, Rodney Alejandro, Anne Previn, and Scott Cutler. Her work features regularly on TV, including Lifetime, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, Dirt, Men in Trees, One Tree Hill, Grey's Anatomy, Guiding Light, In Plain Sight, and Witchblade, as well as in films including Michael Clancy's Eulogy, Harvey Kahn's The Deal, among others. She was the grand prize winner of the USA Songwriting Competition in 1999 for Sam Strong. Also, 
the Boston Music Award for Best New Singer-Songwriter in 2000, and a CSAC TV and Film Composers Award in 2009 for her contribution to the Gun White Soap Opera. She's also been a finalist in the Coca-Cola New Music Awards and the Lilith Fair Talent Search. In addition to songwriting, she has maintained a busy performance and recording schedule, supporting in the past Jeff Buckley, Jackson Brown, and Bonnie Raitt, among others. She released seven albums and two EPs under her own names, billed as Adrienne until 2011 and simply AG since 2012. In 2008, she joined with the aforementioned Kyler England, also Rob Giles, and Gabriel Mann to form The Rescues. She divides time between her work with her band and solo projects. Good to hear from Adrienne, who is currently on the web at byaginc.com. That's B-Y-A-G-I-N-C. And that very same spelling on Twitter. Before Adrienne, we heard from Mr. Jack Reese, another songwriter I have uh, enjoyed hearing for many years, uh, especially since uh, 2002. And at the time, he had released, I think, his second album with the band under his own name called I Like It Wrong. And before that, I believe since the early 90s, he had been part of a band in San Francisco called Steak who have since regrouped and releasing some uh, new material with the old band. But it's known really that Jack just doesn't fit in. He secured a quote from no less than Jerry Lewis, who said, he's like that cash kid, but good. <laughs> well, Jack does play uh, in a few different genres, and he's been on the road really since the early 90s. It was in 2014, though, he wanted to make an even different approach to making his next record. He met with... Uh, Eric Gamble, who's worked with Steve Earle and Sean Jed and played some demos, and Eric agreed to produce the project. He had written about 20 new songs, and several of them would not fit easily into his live performance style, but he did work on it. Maybe we always try to incorporate some amount of humor, but, uh, well, Eric felt that, uh, he had more going on than that, so encouraged, uh, Jack to be a little more dramatic. Eric, uh, did well with the, uh, new album, which is out, and also Nora Jones dropped by to sing on a couple of tracks. In the last two years, he's been uh, going through some tough stuff. Uh, probably his marriage to his bass player, Dari, was coming to an end. They've been preparing to release the album Everything I Say is a Lie, and uh, the indie label Yep Rock was considering a deal, and Jack's management and booking agencies were cranking at full steam, but the breakup had taken the wind out of his sails. And uh, he planned himself in Brooklyn and played an average of four times a week, along with getting royalties from his music in the movies Super Troopers and also Beer Fest. He wrote about 30 new songs, and for now they live in his notebooks. And he hopefully will resurface. And in the summer of 2016, he ran into Nora and her band at the airport. They got together and uh, basically uh, Nora encouraged him to uh, put the music out. And in 2017, I believe, he did in fact release that album. Recorded in Brooklyn at Cowboy Technical Services. Jack writing the songs on his 1947 Gibson LG2 signed by no less than Merle Haggard, Doc Watson, and Charlie Leuven. Eric and Jack share guitar duties on that one. Dari Grace is on the album, as well as Diego Voglino and Russ Meissner on drums, Bill Malco on piano, and added vocals by Lee Falco and the aforementioned Nora Jones. Of course, go back over his history, Jack has had some great albums, including a great concept album called The Martini Cowboy, which I think is still my favorite. But yeah, a lot of songs about drinking and playing the horses and musing about life and how it could be kind of like a, I don't know, maybe like a Big Lebowski character of some sort, I guess. <laughs> Jack Grace is jackgrace.com and Twitter is Jack Grace. That song, Old Hotel, going back to the I Like It Wrong album. Before Jack, we heard from the Navigators. 
a tune called Blackout from the Glory Glory album, led by Dewey Kincaid, who is based as ever in Louisville, Kentucky, and his label Oddstock Records. He lived in a transient neighborhood in Louisville and watched friends move in and out for most of his early childhood. He withdrew into himself and began to make friends with the people on the television. But one day, he turned it off and went into the living room to play piano. And then he wrote a song, and he kept at it. He loved music, moves you, makes you think, but also to make music that could touch your soul. So he decided to dig deeply into songwriting and learn to tell stories in the impressionistic soul language used by poets and uh, as well as medicine men. He started out in folk, but began to explore many idioms in many different bands, including the classic rock and hardcore fusion of Downpour to the psychic transcendental rock of Satori, and he explored many different sounds over the years. He became kind of unstuck in place and lived in uh, Louisville, Key West, Gambier, and eventually in uh, New York City. He would follow his dreams and the woman he loved to New York, where he also found heartbreak and destitution, surviving on the kind of tips played the subway. He got back on his feet with the help of the Navigators, began writing recording songs with them. He met his wife at a show, and after a bout of touring, he took a break from his transient lifestyle and settled down a bit. He began recording every song he ever wrote, starting with solo acoustic demo versions and enlisting members of the band and other performers to document his 22 years of songwriting. Last album he put out with the band is called Love and War, and I saw a recent post by him on Facebook saying, I'm surprised to learn that a lot of people have been streaming Love and War. That's crazy, people. It's got me thinking I should start to release some of the stuff I've been working on all these years. <laughs> What's he been up to? Well, that's as much as I can give you. The old website, I mean, well, band's not around anymore, unfortunately, but the website's still there. I think you can find him still on Facebook and also his stuff on Bandcamp. The uh, old website is navigatorsmusic.com and uh, Dewey, I think, may still be there on uh, Twitter someplace. Natalia Zuckerman. Now, she is no stranger to those of you who are uh, longtime listeners of Radio Crystal Blue, as uh, she was a um, celebrated songwriter heard for a number of years in the early days of the show, and even in the middle period, in the early uh, 2000s, late 2000s. Just haven't really heard much from her anymore, but last I heard, she is still active. She is, as well as a musician, a painter, and educator. Growing up in New York, starting her mural business off the wall in San Francisco, began her songwriting career in Boston, and now resides, writes, plays, teaches, and paints in Brooklyn. She released seven indie albums on Weasel Records and her own label, Talisman. She has toured internationally solo since 2005. Her music can be heard on the soundtrack of several seasons of The L Word and ABC Family's Chasing Life. She also created the score for The Arch of Titus, an indie film created for Yeshiva University and a Harvard online course called Poetry in America. Throughout her career as a touring musician, she's accompanied and opened for some of acoustic music's greats like Janice Ian, Willie Porter, Susan Warner, Aaron McCune, Sean Colvin, Ani DeFranco, Richard Thompson, Tom Paxton, and many others. She continues to paint private and public murals as well as illustrate kids' books, as well as design and paint sets for plays in New York City and and paint private portrait commissions. Just two years ago, she became a cultural diplomat for the U.S. Department of State, playing concerts and conducting workshops with her group, the Northern Lights, throughout Africa. She teaches private songwriting lessons and 
has taught at Rocky Mountain Song School, Sister Song School, Red Rocks Women's Music Festival, the Winnipeg Folk Festival, the Interlochen Summer Music Program, and other festivals across North America. In May of 2017, she was an artist-in-residence at the Cell Theater in New York City, where she developed her multimedia one-woman show, The Women Who Rode Away, and is currently recording the soundtrack of the show and touring it throughout North America. Natalia Zuckerman, Wandering Souls, going back to the album On a Clear Day. NataliaZuckerman.com, spelled N-A-T-A-L-I-A-Z-U-K-E-R-M-A-N. She is on Twitter at ZuckerTweets, Z-U-C-K-E-R Tweets. Started you off with Patty Whitten, I Think About You, from the Sycamore Twist album. Website is still there. It's pattywitten.com, P-A-T-T-I-W-I-T-T-E-N. Don't think she's on Twitter these days. I mentioned she has roots in Connecticut. She has lived in Ithaca since her college days. Trains in classical violin and flute and self-taught on guitar. She preferred the role of a sideman in local bands during the 1980s, but quitting music in 1990 after the sudden death of her first husband. Nearly a decade later, she made a homemade audition tape which got her a place in Roseanne Cash's coveted songwriting workshops in upstate New York. Inspired by the workshops, her catalog grew quickly. Ten songs from her 1999 debut, Land of Souvenirs, won numerous awards, including grand prize in the Great American Song Contest. Working with longtime friend, bandmate, and producer Rich DiPaolo, she went on to release a six-song EP named for their band Prairie Doll in 2000, followed by Sycamore Twist in 2003. Roseanne Cash said in the liner notes of the album, I was struck from the first verse I ever heard her play. She is a gifted original songwriter who delivers her songs with a clarity and strength that are quite rare. She would follow up that album with a full-length solo album called Tell the Wind, which also received outstanding songwriting awards from a number of places. And all told, her songs have earned more than 30 honors and awards from a list of international and regional competitions. Some have appeared in several network TV shows and indie films. She has showcased at the Durango Songwriters Expo and special events during South by Southwest in Austin and also regional folk lines conferences. And her music is still available at CD Baby, Amazon, and iTunes. You're listening to Radio Crystal Blue Reminisces. I'm Dan Herman, giving you music I've spun going back a number of years and bringing it all back home once again on this program. This is a regular series. I spin music with uh, new shows three times a month in tandem with new shows, RCB and RCB Novus Ordo. This part of the show is where I focus on one particular songwriter or band to get into music from her discography. In this case, referencing Kim Tuvum. I have exactly one album, I think, of hers, and album called On the Mend. She built a following in listening rooms, living rooms, and festivals worldwide, sharing the stage with Susan Werner, Girly Man, and Chris Delmhorst, and many others. In 2005, she was voted back for the 2006 Most Wanted Tour by the audience at the Falcon Ridge Folk Festival in New York State. In 2008, she took a sabbatical from performing and recording. It was in 2017 when she got back into performing, and also the commencement of a new album that was to be released last year. Nothing Sweet Nothing was her third recording, as she traveled through roots, folk pop, jazz, and some rather swampy blues. Album that was written over three years tracing a path that had begun years before when she first discovered her love of jazz and samba while studying music at a college in Seattle. It was on that album that she sat in the producer's chair for the first time and got some Seattle area musicians and engineers like Dan Tayak, 
and Jamie Sieber also helping out uh, were Chris Stromquist and James Witten. On the mend was on Holly Figueroa's Cake Records, uh, also based in the uh, Seattle area. There's another name that I want to revisit, maybe on a future edition of RCB Reminiscence. But for now, Kim Tuvan from the On the Mend album. First of three songs we'll hear from the disc. This is called Falling Rain. How do you get through coming apart? Do you store the memories like falling rain in the desert? Did beauty isn't wasted on when your eyes are shut Maybe beauty could tempt the senses And bring you back to us Come on back to us And I'll bet you know Sitting fences and I bet you know about holding your breath But what you don't know about letting down your defenses Could flood this earth Yeah, yeah Falling rain, falling rain, falling rain. 
just sit there like you don't know Like you're a weary passenger waiting to go Cause you're just a wildfire on the wind There's so much to sift through with only your hands Where all the complicated moves, the backwards bends If only you could keep what you could do
Here's Kim Toovan, title track, the 2003 album On The Men, as well as Fly Away and Falling Rain. The website, it's still there, it's kimtuvum.com. K-Y-M-T-U-V-I-M. And I haven't checked, but she may still be on Twitter. I would have to think she is, since she's been active putting a uh, new album together. And I'm just checking right here, but I don't see her on uh, Twitter. Maybe that'll change. I would hope so. Well, we get to this uh, final section of the show as I go, as mentioned, a little deeper and give you some music that was part of the foundation of uh, Radio Crystal Blue so many years ago. And we're going to go to Ireland from a band that is no longer, but their music still is out there in a few places. They were known as Caliban, and their story is pretty long and winding, but here's the uh, details. They started out back in, I want to say 1989. Anthony Bulls and Johnny Brennan were traveling through France, just quitting the rock band they were in since they were kids, and were looking for a means of escape. They worked in vineyards and busked around and started writing songs that chronicle their adventures. They had no idea those humble beginnings would evolve into the uh, rock band that they would become. Back then, all they had were those songs. They resembled a real band later on when violinist Larry Shaw joined them. They took to the stage for the first time in their native Dublin. They would perform to small audiences across the country in Ireland. And it was a couple years later, they started touring in earnest. They were now a four-piece band. Guitar, bass, drums, and violin. They would record Heart of Darkness 1 and 2 and move to Italy. The recordings proved to be an excellent passport and it opened the doors to festivals, theaters, and rock clubs. Their fan base broadened considerably. It was when they toured with the band Blood From A Stone that things really took off. There was no such thing as an average Caliban concert. They would play social youth clubs for beer money, often under different names, secret gigs in their favorite bars, and all the while play festivals and large events that made their name in Italy. Before they got much bigger, they had released uh, several albums, and uh, Blood From A Stone took hold in 1994, getting away from their folk roots. Then there was the Silk Purse with adding strings and electric guitars, didgeridoo, and uh, other sounds. Then there was a live album, and then uh, Davy Byrne and Joe Weirin joined founding members to tour for the support of the album The Silk Purse from 1995, and I think some people still kind of felt that they were more of a folk group, but uh, they were more than the sum of their parts. Initially, the band would go into the studio to rehearse old material with new member Nile Horror, but found the whole process a little bit boring and decided on Spur at the Moment to record all new material instead, that album titled XAM, a rather organic kind of an album. They had some guest artists on there, including John Earl of Thin Lizzy and Paul Doyle from Providence, and Michelle Ann Kelly made a foundation into a duet. They have had a number of members over the years, and, well, somewhere, I think... Maybe in 2009, I think, is when they split up, and the website is no more. But uh, after which, Anthony, who was a singer and guitarist from Caliban, joined a group called Red Room and was busy playing traditional guitar and bodhran worldwide. I'm not sure if uh, that group is around anymore, but last I checked, Anthony had a presence on Twitter. So what I'll do here for you is give you music from Caliban, from the XAM disc. This is called God Bless the Devil in You.
for sale signs in the winter. Take them down in July. Lonely men catching splinters. Or wooden tears when they cry. Is Caliban, God Bless the Devil and You, from the album XAM. Wouldn't want to confuse them with a uh, metalcore band that bears that name nowadays. <laughs> um, Anthony Bulls is on Twitter. You can find him at Booster Bulls, Booster B O O L S. Hey everyone, this is DJ Flower Dove. I just wanted to let you all know that we do have an update on Caliban's website. They can be found at http colon slash slash www.ecaliban.com slash bio.htm. That'll do it for this edition of Radio Crystal Blue Reminisces. Thank you for taking a walk down memory lane with me. Here for this, uh, I guess, our third show together, you and me and the internet, and my thanks to DJ Flower Dove for her assistance with production. The website is radiocrystalblue.net. I'm on Twitter as well at Radio CBLUE. Thanks in advance for listening on the uh, various podcast platforms with uh, further details on how to listen and how to share, download, and stream the programs at my homepage. Do take care. Namaste.